T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening as well we get ready for opening weekend in the world of college football. We've got Georgia Tech, Louisville, of course, Georgia in action, but also Georgia State. We're not going to forget uh, Georgia State uh, this year. And uh, we're talking on the waitfor.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's uh, talk to our buddy Dave Cohen, the longtime play-by-play voice of Georgia State uh, football. And, of course, they get underway in action on Thursday against Rhode Island. Seven o'clock kick uh, on that. On uh, I believe it's on ESPN Plus. You can check out all the action there or listen to Dave's call on the radio. And of course, he is on Twitter at GA State Voice. Dave, as always, buddy, appreciate uh, a few minutes uh, tonight as we get ready to launch a new season. Yeah, appreciate you having me, uh, John. We got. The Rams of Rhode Island coming in uh, on Thursday night. So, yeah, looking forward to getting the season started after uh, what turned out to be uh, not the season that everybody expected a year ago, uh, finishing at 4-8, and eight, coming off an eight-win season and a bowl win two years ago. So, yeah, I think that uh, just about everybody down at Center Park Credit Union Stadium has uh, been looking forward to this game against Rhode Island now for uh, quite some time since the season ended a year ago. You know, it, it was a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda last year, I think, Dave. Would you say that? I mean, they were they were 0-5 in games that were decided by a touchdown or less. I mean, you know, there was a lot of opportunity and maybe there were some lin- wins that were left on the field last year. No question about it. I mean, you can go back to the opener at South Carolina over in Columbia, you know, leading that game, I think it was 14-12, to 12, had two punts blocked that ended up the Gamecocks scoring for touchdowns, ended up losing that game, but I thought it was a very winnable game. Uh, week two, we have North Carolina at home at Center Park Stadium, uh, leading that ball game right up until, you know, into the fourth quarter, Drake May. Listen, that's why he's one of the top quarterbacks, but they got out of Atlanta with a uh, a win and then you know one of the games last year that really in my opinion kind of haunted us was the loss to charlotte in week three at home 42 41 in a shootout uh, that's one of the games when you look back at it along with the tough loss at home to louisiana monroe late in the year and the warhawks ended up you know winning that game uh, they had a pick six and a block punt return for a touchdown if you just give me those two ball games now, instead of being four and eight, you're six and six. But those are two of the 
for me anyway, more glaring games that, you know, fall into that woulda, coulda, shoulda category that you mentioned, but a lot of missed opportunities last year. You know, Dave, when you when you look at the schedule this year, you know, it may not be as daunting outside of the conference. I mean, they got to go to LSU late in the year. That will be the big matchup, but you know, it's maybe maybe a little bit um, you know, better schedule especially early in the year. But I look at the conference schedule, and I think it's a tough conference schedule for State. Like, again, we keep talking about – you and I have talked about for years now about just how much better the Sun Belt is getting. You know, it may not be as bad out of conference, but, boy, it it is a tough in-conference schedule for State this year. Well, John, I've said this, you know, if not once 50 times, and certainly the Sun Belt became a much better league based on the four schools that came in a year ago with – uh, Old Dominion, James Madison, Marshall in the east, and then Southern Miss in the in the western half of the Sun Belt. You know, the Sun Belt East is an absolute beast in football every single season. So we know that it's a daunting task. Uh, you know, I call it a gauntlet basically year in and year out. And then throw on this year the fact that the two teams out of the west that we're going to play are the Troy Trojans, who won the Sun Belt championship last year, and the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, who did not have the kind of season we've become accustomed to seeing them have, but they have still been, uh, you know, a thorn in our side, one of the teams that we have yet to beat in our time in the Sun Belt. But, yeah, you're right about the uh, top half of the schedule. It was daunting last year having to play against South Carolina and North Carolina weeks one and two. This year, I think Georgia State has an opportunity, um, if we're as good as we think we are, uh, to get out of to get out of the gate quickly. And instead of finding ourselves in a hole early and having to dig out of a hole early to try to hit the ground running, and let's say you know with Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Charlotte, let's say I mean let's let's try to be three and zero to start the season. Something we've not done before in the in the 14-year history of Georgia State football. Let's get off to a quick start, and let's start running downhill out of the gate instead of running up the hill, and you know finding ourselves one and two, one and three, one and four like we have the last couple of years. Dave Cohen, the voice of the Georgia State Panthers, joining me here on the WadeFord.com hotline as they get ready for Rhode Island coming up here on Thursday. You know, I mean, obviously, it's a different world now in college football. And, you know, the transfer portal is a is a big deal. And, you know, again, Georgia State was affected by that. You know, their their best wide receiver, Jamari Thrash, is in Louisville now. You have one of the better uh, defensive linemen, uh, Thomas Gore. I think he led the team in sacks last year. He's at Miami of Florida now. I mean, you know, is this just kind of the world that you have to live with that, you know, for Coach Elliott, it's going to be having to recruit even deeper or really trying to have to go and plug some holes when you get to the transfer portal? No question about it. And he and I talked about it on the pregame show that will air on Thursday night. It is the new world of college athletics. Um, and, you know, they are going to have to recruit a little bit differently. It's going to be, you know, primarily going after high school talent, bringing it in, developing it and hoping that you can keep them, you know, for four years, uh, a la Jamari Thrash, who you, who you mentioned. He'll be coming into Atlanta, as you mentioned, to, to play Georgia Tech. He's now at Louisville. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is the new world that we live in, and 
players that the group of five bring in and develop, uh, those kids may or may not have opportunities to, to, to move up to the power five level, depending on how things continue to progress. But yeah, it did. It affected Georgia State as it did many group of five programs last year. Um, and then Georgia State took advantage of it uh, as well in, in building up the roster. You know, one of the, uh, you know, some of the impact players that I'm looking, looking forward to seeing are a kid like Kevin Swint, who's going to be, you know, one of those outside linebackers, big 6'5 kid who transferred in from Clemson. Um, Jakari Carter, who comes in from a small school but had really outstanding numbers, and I think he could be one of the impact receivers for Georgia State. So, we lost some, uh, but we also brought some in, uh, including, you know, two or three along the offensive and the defensive line. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that is the new world of college athletics, and I think it affects mid-major group of five programs more so than it does the power five, obviously. Quarterback Darren Granger, I mean, you know, I think he led the team in rushing last year, and we know he can r- run it. I mean, Talk to me about his passing. Uh, you know, again, I think the numbers told you that he was a little bit better passer this past season. How much more room is there for him to grow throwing it? Because, again, they may not have thrash, but they've got all of their next, you know, top wide receivers or at least pass catchers that are on this roster. How much better can Granger be throwing the football this year? You know, and he had a fantastic season last year when you look at his numbers. His completion rate could be a little higher. It was right around just a tad over 58%, but he threw for over 2,400 yards. He only had seven interceptions against 18 touchdowns, and as you mentioned, uh, he was the leading rusher. He's definitely, when you look it up, he's a dual-threat guy, had six rushing touchdowns. And when you look at Georgia State's offense a year ago, it was really balanced. Uh, They averaged a little over 213 yards on the ground between Darren and Tucker Gregg and Jemias Williams. And then they averaged, or he averaged about uh, 203 yards per game passing. And and you're right, even though Thrash is gone, uh, Robert Lewis is back. Jakaius Cradle, the UCF transfer, is back. Talik Williams is back. They brought in Chikari Carter, uh, who, again, I think could be an impact player for Georgia State. And then two kids at tight end who will, I'm guessing, figure in quite a bit this year in Chris Bird and Amon Green. So the running game looks a little different uh, after um, after Darren with Marcus Carroll kind of assuming the number one spot with Greg and uh, Williams having exhausted their eligibility. But I think from an offensive standpoint, whether running it or putting it in the air, Georgia State is going to be a threat. The Panthers averaged 30 points a game last year. The problem was we allowed an average of 31, but a new defensive coordinator hopefully is going to bring that number down some, and a little bit of a a change in scheme defensively will hopefully make an impact early on. Voice of the Georgia State Panthers, Dave Cohen, joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. And to the defensive point, I mean, you know, it seems like, Dave, you and I have spent years, you know, talking about big plays and things like that. And and the stat that I I thought was fascinating is that, when quarterbacks completed 62% or more of their passes, Georgia State was 0-6 last year. When teams were able to throw it around at a pretty good completion percentage, Georgia State just couldn't stop them. I mean, how important now is, I mean, obviously it's, it's also a world in college football where the ball gets thrown in the air a lot more than, uh, than in decades past, but how important is it to really get this passing game 
under control because, again, without quarterbacks, they were pretty good at 4-2, and two, but when quarterbacks could get, you know, going completion percentage-wise, 0-6, oh that's, that's a tough number. Of utmost importance, John, you hit the nail right on the head. That's where a lot of those 31 points per game resulted from. The, again, the two games that kind of stick out uh, from that fashion to me are the Drake May, North Carolina Tar Heel loss at home. And then the, the kid, the quarterback at Charlotte, who absolutely tore us up last year in a 42-41 ball game there at Center Park Stadium. So you're right. Uh, one of the keys uh, in this new defensive strategy is to put more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Shamar McCullum, who's a Wake, Fer- a Wake Forest transfer. I mentioned Kevin Swint, uh, the kid from um, the kid who transferred in from Clemson. Uh, they're solid at linebacker inside with John Trey Hunter, who moves from the outside to the inside. And our leading tackler is back as well in Jordan Benzial. But one of the keys is to get pressure on that quarterback, disrupt in the backfield. And you're right. Do not allow opposing quarterbacks to just pick us apart for the kind of yards and the kind of points uh, that we saw opposing teams able to put up on the board a year ago. That is of utmost importance, and I'm sure it's a big part of Chad Staggs, the new defensive coordinator's uh, plan defensively to try to shore things up a little bit. Dave, last question for you. Does last year feel like kind of a blip on the radar? I mean, obviously it's been you know multiple years of success for this program, but – you know, again, and I'm sure, you know, again, no matter what the roster is, they're looking at getting themselves back into bowl eligibility and, and improving in the conference. Does does last year feel just like a blip on the radar and things are going to get back to what they've been over the last few years? Well, I certainly hope so. And that's really what caught everybody, I think, off guard last year. As you go back two years ago, and on Christmas Day, Georgia State was dismantling Ball State in the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery. And it was their eighth win of the season. They've never, they had never won eight ball games. They returned a large portion of that roster going into last year. So last year, like you say, a blip on the screen, nobody was really anticipating, not that you ever do, having those kind of things happen. It was just one of those kind of seasons where, as you mentioned, uh, the inability to hold on to leads in the second half, the inability to kind of quiet quarterbacks a little bit. And I say quiet, I mean, keep those yardage numbers down a little bit. With what Georgia State has returning from last year's football team and what Coach Elliott and his staff have added to this year's squad, I see no reason that this team with this schedule and an opportunity to get off to a quick start out of the gate uh, cannot, re- you know, I see no reason why they can't return to being a seven, eight, nine win football team and becoming bowl eligible again. But I will say again, again, an opportunity to get off to a quick start. But once we get into Sunbelt play week four at Coastal Carolina, there's not an easy game on the schedule right up to uh, right up to the end of the season. Dave Cohen, he is the play by play voice of the Georgia State Panthers. And of course, they will get underway on Thursday against Rhode Island. He joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page at GA State Voice. Dave, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show tonight. We certainly look forward to chatting again with you throughout the season. John, always appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio Nights on the Game, Odyssey.com app.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, John Chuckery Show. 923, live in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. Don't forget, Rankum is coming up in 20 minutes from right now. Hard to believe the show's almost over. Uh, top of the hour, what do we got, JR Sports Brief tonight? Okay, all good stuff. Um, Day Day, did you see that tickets are on sale for Fire Festival 2? What is that? The Do you remember the, the Fire Festival, the F-Y-R-E Festival, that was supposed to be one of the biggest music concerts in history, and it never did come along? Uh, and, in fact, the guy who... So the original Fire Festival is considered one of the biggest entertainment failures. A musical festival that never was plagued with mishaps, and the guy who actually promoted it ended up in jail for it. Well, he has announced that he's holding a second one of these. Now, the first one never happened. Now he's hosting a second one, and he spent time in jail, and he said he's learned about how to do some things and this, that, and the other. He said it's going to be held in the Caribbean towards the end of next year. Didn't give an exact date. He said there'll be pop-up events leading up to the big festival. But this was considered one of the biggest flops of all time. He was convicted in 2018, sentenced to a six-year prison term in federal court in Manhattan. He was, he's been called a serial fraudster. He had admitted to defrauding investors of $26 million in the 2017 Music Festival and over $100,000 in fraudulent ticket sale and in ticket selling scheme after the arrest in the festival scam. 
He had partnered with Ja Rule to promote the event. Oh, that one. Yes. Okay. However, Ja Rule did not face any charges back in 2017. Now he's gonna now he's gonna put on another festival. <laughs> well, listen, it can't go worse than the first one, right? Can only go up from uh, there. Um, remember, they had all of these people that were that were influencers on social media and stuff like that, and customers paid between twelve hundred to one hundred thousand dollars for these for these tickets. That's and all crazy. That. Yeah. So now he's putting on a second one. How can he put on a second one if the first say, but one the never first happened? The first one never happened, exactly. so technically this is still exactly. his first one. Exactly. By the, oh, never mind. I'll tell you that off air. What's that? No, I was arguing with someone. Someone said typically if someone prefaces something with technically, that means they're wrong. But anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all, all about right. the story. How about this awful story? So a 24-year-old man is accused of stabbing his wife to death. Um, this is in, uh, this is in Houston. Now, I, I don't think that's Houston County, because I think that's spelled differently. This is H-O-U-S-T-O-N, Houston County. Oh, Houston County, here in Georgia. Yeah, Houston. No, but, but I thought, but, uh, no, isn't Houston County H-O-U-S-C-H? Oh, wait, this one is the one with the C in it? This one is H-O-U-S-T-O-N, like the word Houston. Right. That Houston is H-O-C-H. Right. But that one, that's your time. I think that one is Houston. Houston. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's not Houston County. No. It's Houston County. Because I know I know what Houston. I know Houston County. So um, this guy is accused of stabbing his wife to death. Okay. Now, he said that he, so the guy made a 911 call. This is January 22nd of 2022. Um he made a 911 call saying that he had stabbed his wife, um, uh, Shateria Watkins, who was 20 years old. So he's, he's uh, what, uh, 24. She was 20 years old, okay? Uh, the stabbing happened at Creekwood Park in, in, in a parking lot in Perry, Georgia. According to Perry Police, he had claimed self-defense, saying that Watkins had his wife, had tried to run him over with a car, okay? But it turns out that there were cameras in the parking lot, and they watched a video where the husband and the wife were inside his car. And they said he got out of the car, forcefully pulled her, uh, pulled open a car door and stabbed his wife nine times. They were married for 10 days. So 10 days after they get married, he's killed his wife. They said the jury took exactly 15 minutes to hand back a verdict of guilty. Hopefully, and by the way, he is, um, um, let's see, I, what did he uh, end up getting uh, for it? Um, no, I think I think the I think the uh, the sentencing will be scheduled at a later date. Sorry, but it only took 15 minutes to find him guilty. Uh, after about 15 minutes, the jury convicted him of malice murder, and hopefully he's going to go away for a long time. But how do you stab and kill your wife 10 days after you got married? 
Like, literally, you haven't even built up any kind of angst or anything like that. <sighs> People in this world uh, today. All right. Um, by the way, too, I, I, and I love this day, Dave. Today is International Day Against Nuclear Tests Day today. Now, is there anybody that's in favor of nuclear testing? Like, is there other people that are for, like, is there an international day for nuclear testing? That's such a random national day. I mean, hot. No, no, it's not national. It's international, well, international. day such of international. nuclear te- against nuclear testing. So just want to make sure we brought that that up uh, for you. All right. Uh, it's Michael Jackson's birthday today. Who will hear from? Oh, gosh. Um, what time? Uh, do we even get to the Brown Liquor Museum? No, you know what happened? We had the interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, listen, this new schedule's got me all confused. This new schedule's got me all confused. Well, you can play Michael Jackson. The I rest already of, got him lined up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's Michael's birthday today. Okay, I'm interested in hearing this list from you because we did this a few years ago. Okay. Your top ten favorite Michael Jackson songs. I'm interested to hear what yours are, Day Day. All right. Well, here we go. Um, and they're really off of they're off of three albums, majority of them. Uh, Day and Night, Off the Wall, mm-hmm. Off the Wall, Off the Wall, Rock yes. with You, Off the Wall, uh, Girlfriend Thriller, Human Nature Thriller, PYT mm-hmm. Thriller, uh, Want to Be Starting Something, uh, The Way You Make Me Feel Bad. And remember the time. I believe that was dangerous. That was dangerous. Yes. yes. Now it's interesting because you don't have any of the Jackson. Mass- well, no. I, well, I've only got one Jackson Five okay. song. Okay. Okay. Um, but you don't have any of the really massive, like, like Beat It, Billy Jean. Beat It and Billy Jean. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like those songs. I understand. Yeah. I'm- you know, but these are like. These are those album cuts that just, I mean, okay. they just grew. No, I, and, and that's, uh, look, it's your list. I mean, I'm uh, again, it's interesting to hear. Because here, here's what my list is. Okay. So let's start with the Jackson 5. Blame it on the boogie. Oh, yeah. That's so a good I'm, one. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, a, good I'm one. a dance guy. Yeah, okay? that's a good one. Um, arguably, my favorite song from Michael of all time is Off the Wall. The, the actual yeah. song itself. Right. The, the album, again, I, I, are we in agreement that best Off album, the Wall is his best album? Yeah it's, yeah, it's a better album than Thriller. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, but I've got beat it because of the Eddie Van Halen guitar solo okay. in that song. And I'll quote the great Chuck D when he talks about Billie Jean is one of the more influential songs in the history of music. Uh, it, it, it Again, Chuck D has said that. I've heard him say that on Atlanta radio, that, yeah. that Billie Jean and, and that vibe and that you know, again, that was done by the. Uh, it's one of the brothers Johnston that did played the bass okay. for Billy Jean. Uh, is it Lewis? Is it Lewis Johnston? But he was the bass. So one of the Johnstons brothers. Okay. Again, like Strawberry Layer Twenty Three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah uh-huh. um, he was the bass player on that, and he said that he and Michael literally went through about twenty basses before they got the right sound. For that, he said Michael was very particular about his sound on that on that record, and he said he played about 20 different basses before they got the actual bass, the bass guitar right on all of it. The boom, 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 right. boom, 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 and it was Lewis. Was it Lewis? Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. So it was Lewis Johnston, and he talked about how 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 it long it took him to bass 
just the actual guitar itself, the actual instrument um, itself. Um, I've got Thriller because I remember when that video came out and the whole event surrounding it on MTV. Like, it just, it just encapsulated uh, me. Um, say, say, say. You like Say, Say, Say? I love okay. Say, No, say, I like say. it, too. I, okay, I, okay. I, listen, I'm... You don't like the other one that they did, The Girl I Is Mine. I don't like The Girl Is Mine. That's yeah. the most ridiculous song <laughs> of all time. Say, you know, Say, Say, I like Say, Say, Say. Yeah, I, I love Say, Say, Say. Everything Say, Say, Say is is the exact opposite of what The Girl Is Mine um, is. Um, on the Floor uh, is another one. That's another That's another uh, off-the-wall um, album. Um Oh, my uh, my honorable mention mm-hmm. uh, is from Dangerous in the Closet. Oh. Uh, is my honorable mention. Um, and my other honorable mention is Love Never Felt So Good. You ever heard that song before? Yes. Uh, that's my other honorable mention. Um, Remember the Time is on my list. Um, Human Nature is on my list. And two songs. The other rock song that he did that is phenomenal dirty diana oh dirty diana and that's with steve and that's uh, with that's with steve stevens yes that was billy idol's guitar Mm -hmm. player who did the solo for that so steve stevens did the guitar solo for that and that video concert and him playing like that's phenomenal like that's that whole vibe of that song is just phenomenal and i'm gonna give you what is the most underrated song in Michael Jackson's entire career. Okay? Okay. I can't help it from the Off the Wall album. Okay. Can't help yep. it if I wanted One, two, to. Can't okay. help That's it. That's a good stepping Even record, actually. That is his yeah. most underrated song. I will tell you, that song is phenomenal. And that's the thing mm-hmm. about Thriller. Like, the problem with, or I should say Off the Wall, the problem with Thriller, Day Day, is... There are songs you have to skip. Right. Like, Baby Be Mine, The Girl Is Mine. Like, I got to skip those songs. Yeah. With Off The Wall, there's nothing you skip. Yes. She's Out Of My Life, everything. Mm -hmm. Like, everything is, you got to play that album straight through. There's no skippable songs on it. Rock With You. 100%, yep. Can't, uh, or, um, uh. What is it? Uh, the other big number one hit, uh, Don't Stop to Get Enough. Mm-hmm. Like every song, you know, on yep. the floor, can't help it. Like every song on that album, you have to listen to. Yes. There's no skippable. With the, with Thriller, the first song is Baby Be Mine. It's like, oh, God, it's not good. <laughs> and, and I'm already. And then three songs in, it's. Michael, we're not going to fight about this, okay? <laughs> Paul, I think I told you I'm a lot. I'm like, oh, God. I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't believe it. Oh, God. Anyway, so there you go. All right, when we get back, it's going to be time for Rank em. Man, we're almost at the end of the show already. Goodness gracious. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. Keep on because the force has got a lot of power, and it makes me feel like it. It, it makes me feel like it.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Key Studios Tuesday night with you. At the top of the hour, JR Sports Brief coming up next. Uh, J-Dub, our buddy, <clears throat> was cracking up laughing about the, the fact that whole that whole bridge in there, you know, it's like, well, after loving me, she said she couldn't love another. That's what she said? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what she said. I don't believe it. And oh, just, the girl is I mine. Mean, it's, it's, so, it's so ridiculous. Like, it, it's just the whole thing is... You know, we're not going to fight about this, Michael, okay? <laughs> Paul, I think I told you I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh, my God. Yeah, like that, could, whole, that whole bridge in there is just like, yeah. why did they put that in the song? I don't know. They like, couldn't why, re- why? replicate uh, the other one, Say Say Say. You know no. what the other cool factor of Say 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 was? Latoya being the girl of uh, interest. Yeah. That, that, was, that really, was his love interest yeah, in the video. Yeah. Yeah, that was another cool factor that she was the love interest. Well, and, was it cool that no, cool, it was his just, sister? No, no, I meant just from a... No, 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 keeping the family because remember that was around the time that she kind of kind of was trying to get her career, I guess. Yeah, but his sister was playing his love interest. Yeah, well, at least he didn't like kiss her or nothing. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, again, I mean, that didn't come till later in life, but uh, <laughs> you know, for him. So anyway, but yeah, it, it's it's just it, it's all crazy. And and you know the the thing about so the girl is mine was on Thriller. Right. But do you know what album Say 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 was on? It was actually on, well, it was on both of their albums, no. wasn't it? Nope. Nope. I thought it was on a nope. P- McCartney and a Michael Jackson nope. album. It was on no. McCartney's album, Pipes of Peace. Yes, yes, yes. And that's yes. a, and by the way, and, and I'm the biggest McCartney fan in the world, mm-hmm. that's a dreadful album other than that song. Like right. that song, that, that the only good song on that entire album, Pipes of Peace, is that right, one. Right, right. The rest of the album is trash. But you know what? One of his albums, they have, and I don't know if they did it later, but one of the albums, they actually list Say, Say, Say on the album. Maybe a Greatest Hits or something. Yeah, maybe it could because... Uh, well, you know you know why him and McCartney... You know why Michael and McCartney fell, fell out of favor with one another? Because uh, Michael bought the the rights to the, uh, the Michael Beatles. Michael bought the Beatles catalog. Yeah. He bought, the, he bought, he bought from... Um, um, well, he sold it to so so he bought the Beatles catalog and then eventually sold it to Sony Records mm-hmm. or Sony Music. Um, but I forget where he bought it from. But he because he always joked with Paul McCartney about you know one day I'm gonna buy the Beatles catalog from you and I and and Paul was like yeah 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 that's a that's a funny story and all that and then Michael ends up buying the catalog of the Beatles songs mm-hmm. and he had control over it yeah. and he and he and Paul fell out of favor uh, yeah. over all of that and then Michael eventually. Sold it to Sony Music. Uh, right. When he actually, when he got in, he sold it to Sony Music when he got in legal trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he needed to raise money for for lawyers and all that other good stuff. So yeah. anyway, all right. Used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends. Pick Hugh's brain. Pick Randy's brain. Sometimes I'd give those guys a list of things to put in order. We decided to steal it. We call this segment Rank 'Em. All right, JC. It's funny that you mentioned earlier. Um, those SEC teams that you think are going to lose because they're part of my first one here for you. With college football, uh, technically it started, I guess. But on the horizon this weekend, week one, kicking off Thursday, which of these four games rank them uh, you're most intrigued by? Florida, Utah, Louisville, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, South Carolina, LSU, Florida State. Um, I'll go Florida State, LSU one because I think that's a whopper of a matchup in I think Florida State's a playoff team this year. Uh, Tech and Louisville, because I really want to see what Tech looks like coming out of the gate against a Louisville team that's not very good. But at the same time, 
they're they're this is a good time to catch Louisville. So that's mm-hmm. number two. Uh, I think Florida Utah is a very intriguing matchup. And what did you say the other one was? North, North Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think that's an intriguing matchup, but I think Florida-Utah is very intriguing. And we said, again, let's go hot takey. Utah's going to win by two touchdowns. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, once again, RIP Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, rank these um, wrestlers that passed uh, way too young. Huh. There's a lot of those. Uh, I know there's a lot, so I, it was hard to pick four. But out of these four, rank them. Kerry Von Eric, Bray Wyatt, Brian Pillman, Junkyard Dog. Oh, uh, Junkyard Dog. I mean, nice. again, I, I, I remember only a little bit of the Mid-South stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I came along watching him a little bit later when he first got in the WWE. WWE yeah. But I would love to have seen him in Mid-South when he when, when he was in phenomenal shape, yeah. headlining the Superdome and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I love Junkyard Dog. I loved him when he was in WWE, but you know, by that point, he was... He was older. He, he, yeah, he yeah. wanted to go to New York, took the money. I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, so... I'll take him number one. Uh, Brian Pillman. Uh, if you haven't seen the matches with, uh, what is it, Jushin Liger mm-hmm. uh, with Brian Pillman, phenomenal matches. Um, I think he's one of the great high flyers. And, and really, because of the way it all, you know, again, his WWE career was not very good. I mean, yeah. it was him and Austin. By that point, he couldn't wrestle. Right. I mean, they had to do all the stuff with the gun and all that. It was but his matches with Jushin Liger are phenomenal yeah. in, in early WCW. I'll take him number two. Um, Kerry Von Eric, what was the other one? Bray Wyatt. <sighs> I'll take Bray Wyatt number three. I like some of the stuff Bray Wyatt was doing. Kerry Von Eric is also one of the great what ifs. I mean, you know, again, yeah, by the time so he came young. to WWE, yeah. he had lost his foot right. as the Texas Tornado. Right. That gimmick was dreadful. But. You know, I, I think there was a I, there was a lot of hype about him beating Flair in Texas Stadium right. for the NWA Championship. Mm-hmm. But he lost the title like two weeks later. I think, right. I think the Harley race or something. I, or, or maybe it was maybe it was Flair again he lost him. But again, he didn't hold the title very long. Right. I mean, that was a big spectacle, but again, he just had way too many personal demons. Yeah. That whole family. That whole family, many, yeah. Yeah, too yeah. many demons. So all right, you want to hit the text line because we right, really don't um, have a lot of time. All right, so let's see here. From our buddy Marco, uh, rank these for a chance to win $100,000. Um, survive a round with Terrence Crawford, record a tackle in an NFL game, score a point in an NBA game, make a penalty kick in MLS. Well, I think I think score a point in the NBA game would be number one because I'd just huck it up everywhere. <laughs> like I'd, I'd just huck it up everywhere. So that would be number one because I'll, eventually I'll make a point. Uh, make a penalty kick because – Again, I'm going to take 5,000 of these penalty kicks, and, and eventually I'm just going to trip the goalie and uh, and put it in. Um, record a tackle in an NFL game would be number three, and there's no way I'm surviving around with Terrence Crawford. Sorry, that's, that's <laughs> not going to happen. So, uh, From our buddy Alvy Cohen, Masterpiece Theater, This Old House, Antique Roadshow, The McLaughlin Group. Without a doubt, The McLaughlin Group is far number one. The stuff that they used to do on Saturday Night Live with the, the, the skits and all that, Jack Jermaine, Patty Patty Buke Buke, uh, just it was phenomenal. Uh, but I, I did like that show too. Um, I'll take this old house number two, Antique Roadshow number three, and I wouldn't watch Masterpiece Theater by and large if it was you know in my cul-de-sac that they played there. Um, rank these teams that could have won three in a row from the real Matt Ryan, 
80s Miami, 90s Nebraska, 2000s USC, 2010s Alabama. Well, listen, I always go back to the 2000 USC teams. That was that was some of the best college football I'd, and some of the best players I've ever seen in college football. I'll take them number one. I'll take Miami in the 80s number two. I, again, the, the number of players that they were putting in the NFL at that time was a ridiculous amount. I'll take Nebraska number three and the 2010s Alabama number four. Uh, also from our buddy Rusty, um, what did I just see? Oh, uh, rank these characters from Coming to America. Reverend Brown, Randy Watson, uh, Cleo McDowell, and the uh, four old guys in the barbershop. Well, the four old guys in the barbershop is number one. That that Those guys were great. Anybody ever had a Joe Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Uh, That's yeah. day one. That's yeah. day one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll take um, I'll take Randy Watson uh, in in honor of Randy Mack, um, Reverend Brown number three, and uh, boy the great John Amos. I mean Cleo uh, Cleo McDowell. I mean I, John Amos is phenomenal. He like is. he's he's just he he's phenomenal. I mean he doesn't. I don't know if he gets his props for all the stuff that he's done really yeah, well. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he does. Yeah, I don't I don't know that he gets his props, but he's he's phenomenal. So. All right, uh, go ahead, Dave. All right, I guess we'll get one in. All oh, right, you yeah. ready? Real quick, yeah. All right, uh, the real, so T H E R E A L, honey, but it's H U N Y Y. H U N Y Y, okay. Oh, that's it? Yep, that's it. All right, uh, let's see here. All right, we got her. Got her. Uh, bad ass, B A D A S S underscore. Uh huh. Mommy. M O M M Y underscore O G. Okay, she popped up. Uh, let's see here. Okay, got her. Yep. All right, just J U S T mm-hmm. underscore call C A L L underscore me M E underscore sunshine <laughs> underscore underscore. Oh my God. Yeah, she's got a lot of underscoring yeah. going on. She's, she's, uh, she's scoring it. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Last one. And it's ITS. Uh, I think I, I hope I didn't mess that up. I hope I didn't leave a letter out. But I think it's supposed to be Prissy, uh, P I or actually yeah, P R I S S Y I believe. Uh-huh. Blair B L A I R E. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't pop up, then take that R out. Maybe it is. Yes, it's Prissy Blair. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I, I was gonna say that you almost were. I, I was. It was almost uh, <laughs> something else. Um, most of this is. Let me see here. Most of this is like her Twitter page. Let me see here. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you know what? I'll go her number one. Actually. Nice. Uh, very intriguing. Um, I'll do um, uh, the real honey bunny um, number <laughs> two. Um, I'll do. I'll do. Uh, you know, call me freakazoid or whatever number three, <laughs> and uh, let's do um, you know the the bad mama jamma uh, number four. That's being a red There you go. All right, that's rank for a Tuesday night. We gotta get out of here. All right, Chuck Green, the Key Studios. We love TKO up next. Sports Radio to the game. Odyssey.com app.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.